Hey everyone, welcome to the VMAC podcast hosted by Vincent, Megan, Augie, and Siana. Today we're going to cover the topic whether or not fans should be allowed at NFL games this fall. Vincent, you want to take us away? Thanks, Augie. Um, quick point as to uh, why people are arguing that fans should be in the, in the stadiums this fall. You know, the ever-improving technology and the way sports are live-streamed and broadcasted, the leagues and teams uh, are kind of fearing that fans are going to become too comfortable, uh, you know, watching games from their couch or watching games on the go uh, from their phones. Um, so there are some long-term implications in terms of uh, season ticket renewals. Yeah, I think uh, another reason is, like, the main reason is that if we don't have fans in the stands and gate receipts su- suffer. So if we don't have ticket receipts, um, teams alone are facing a $70 million loss without ticket gates coming in. Right. And that's just for ticket purposes, not to mention the concessions are worth three to $5 million in revenue. And only 8% of ticket sales are estimated to actually be a profit for um, company like four teams. So if you're not losing ticket sales at all, and you already already only get eight percent of your ticket sales, not having the tickets can be a big hit to the finances. Yeah, and I think another reason that people want to have fans in the building is because when you look at a stadium and like how many people are employed by that stadium, if there's no fans there, then all of those people are out of work. So. Mm-hmm. At Mercedes-Benz Stadium, for example, they have 200 full-time staff that work in the stadium every day. But on a game day, there's upwards of 2,000 staff. So if there's no fans, then 1,500 people are out of work for the season. Yeah, and I think even though all of those are, like, really good reasons as to why teams are deciding to have fans, like, I think at this point... I still think that the risk is greater than the reward, I guess you can say. Like, I still yeah, 100%. too dangerous. Totally agree. To have, like that many fans in the building with the risk of COVID. Like I know um, for the Falcons at least, and it's still like 20,000 people in the mm-hmm. building. And so they're spread out in the stands, but like where, how do you socially distance in the concession stand lines? How do you socially distance in the line to get into the building? I don't know how teams would be able to make that work. Yeah, yeah. and like washroom breaks too. Yeah, you can say, oh, you can come in at a certain time. First of all, is anyone going to listen to that? To what happens when you need to go to the bathroom and you need to squeeze by people that are in your row or go past people on your way up to the bathroom? And are you going to monitor how many people are in the bathroom? Do you even have workers? designated to go through high target areas throughout the entire game just to make sure that they're completely sanitized after every use. Yeah. I also think that there's like an emotion factor involved in that with fans as well. I read an article about the Miami Dolphins. Um, They plan on doing um, entry and exit um, by like 15 minute intervals and that time will be printed on your ticket. Uh, But knowing fans that, you know, their team just lost a close game, they're drunk, you know, a lot of things going on, a lot of moving pieces. Right. There's no way you're going to you're going to be able to get those fans to cooperate with those guidelines. Um so that's just another thing to take into account through the emotional investment in sport can throw a lot of things off very quickly. Yeah, I think uh I just think another thing like 
the reputation of the teams and even the league as a whole can be in jeopardy as well. You know, we presented this scenario while we were discussing earlier, um, say a family of four just goes to watch their local, you know, I think the Jaguars are one of the teams that decided they're going to have fans. They just go to a, a Jags game on a Sunday. Um, and later that week, they go see their elderly parents or grandparents and God forbid something were to happen, you know, th- that can go back t- towards the, the team and the stadium. And they can say, Hey, you know, when we were at the game on Sunday, I actually didn't feel safe here. Um, these are so-and-so guidelines that they didn't follow. And that can potentially be liability. It can potentially lead to a massive lawsuit and it could just trickle down to other, other teams. And I just think the risk is way, way too high in, in so many aspects. Yeah. And I think even like with all the precautions that obviously the league is going to take as many precautions as they can. And like, we saw that the NBA was able to have a successful season, but I feel like without a bubble and you can't really put football teams in a bubble because there's too many people on the team to begin with Mm -hmm. to have like a bubble situation. I don't know how you can enforce any of these, these guidelines that you're coming up with. Like, how do you enforce them? the rules that they currently have, like fans already don't follow. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. you're going to give them more rules. I don't know how that's going to work. It's just too much of a risk. And I think that may, you know, if there's an outbreak within a team, that may just trickle down to the entire league. And also mm-hmm. like, it's not even like this is sport or baseball. You have mi- like, there are minimal contacts between players in baseball compared, if you compare it to football, right? Like in football, mm-hmm. you're tackling people, you're on top of them, always heavy breathing. Baseball, yep. there's like very momentary contacts. And we've already seen how fast it spread in the MLB when they opened up. Yep. And right, then yeah. you, we've talked about how many personnel that there are in the building. If, if someone, anyone, a fan or a personnel was to come into the building sick and they infected a per, like a fan infected a personnel, a personnel could somehow infect multiple other personnel or your players themselves. Like your personnel aren't acting mutually exclusive of the, of the players. Mm-hmm. So it can have long-term effects on not only your stadium employees, but your, like your actual athletes. Right. So then you have to decide, are you going to have like a COVID care package? Like what if one of your stadium workers goes down? Are we going to, are you going to have to pay for their COVID care if something that goes bad and heaven forbid everything goes wrong? Cause you put them at that risk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A great point. Yeah. And, and even, even from the fans perspective, not even so much safety wise, but um, you know, the season ticket holders that are promised these games too, uh, just like it could throw a theoretical, you know, question out to you guys. If you guys had seats in the 12th row behind, uh, in the end zone for, for the Giants game, and then you get a call saying you got to go up to, you know, the fourth to last row in, in the third deck, how, how would you guys feel about that? Absolutely you know, not. Right? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no so that, that, that's another thing. How you have to – customer service is going to be, be a huge part for these teams because they're going to have to figure out how to treat these – tens of thousands of loyal fans uh, and give them exactly what they want, which is, is going to be virtually impossible as well. Yeah. And I think uh, any way you do it, cause I've seen some people say that maybe they'll do a lottery for a certain amount of games mm-hmm. and everything. I just don't think any way you slice it, that a season ticket holder is going to be satisfied with whatever outcome you get. 
Mm -hmm. Exactly. And think about the amount of money that they're paying for these tickets too, which is just not to enjoy the experience that they want. Yeah. Yeah, And like with the money thing, it's like, if I'm a season ticket member and instead of having a full stadium, there's less people. So tickets will probably be more expensive than normal. Mm -hmm. If I paid an exuberant amount of money for these tickets, you think just because <laughs> I had a headache today, I'm not going to go? <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. I had like a little tickle in my throat, I'm not going to go. <laughs> and you can even argue like if you're at the game, right, and you notice that or you hear that there's a uh, an outbreak, let's say – after you attend the game, are you really going to want to go back? But then again, you have to weigh the pros and cons. Well, you paid X amount of dollars for these seats, but then again, do you want to risk getting infected? I mean, I, what I'm also thinking about is how are they going to control tailgating? Because I know Mississippi's governor has actually banned tailgating at the, the collegiate level. Um, but how are you going to control the tens of thousands of people that show up every day? Mm-hmm. every game day to party and like drink how are you can control those right. yeah. i was just gonna say there's probably no way to control that honestly maybe if they give out fines to prevent people from actually showing up to tailgate um or shutting down the parking lots but i feel like at least in philadelphia with how crazy the fans are they're gonna find they a way. just take over the road <laughs> yeah they're gonna find a way to tailgate for sure and a lot of those parking lots that people are tailgating at aren't even owned by the team or by the stadium so they really have no control over what people are doing in them mm-hmm. yeah so i guess the question i have for you guys is being uh in the city of brotherly love and the eagles with a promising future would you guys attend a game in the fall if they were allowed to uh have fans i don't think i would no. <laughs> yeah absolutely not uh I wouldn't only only because I'm a Giant fan. So, <laughs> no, what if the Giants I, were in town? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I still wouldn't. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to see the Giants lose and get sick while I'm there. So <laughs> I'll probably pass. Yeah, I think I think we covered a lot of a lot of really interesting topics. Uh, just one thing: if anyone has anything else to say, I found this really cool quote by um, by Terry Bradshaw, kind of comical. Um, just talking about the broadcast rights of the NFL, how it's worth over like 60% of their revenue. And he, he said that uh, the NFL could actually play on empty gravel parking lots and still make more money than half the leagues in existence. <laughs> um, so kind of just his statement of just like, what are we doing? Why is this even a question? Play the games with no fans and we'll, we'll run it back in 2021. But I thought it was pretty funny for him to, for him to comment on that. Yeah, I, I saw that quote too, and I saw that the NFL makes $8.1 billion in national revenue, which is yeah. their broadcasting and merchandising, like merchandising sales. So, like that means you don't you don't need to play the season with fans. Realistically, it's just like how much more money can we make? Looks like we're running out of time here, guys. Uh, if you want to tune in next week to the VMAC podcast, or hit us up on Instagram. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed.